Good evening. Our psalm tonight is Psalm 27, and I don't have a prayer book. I'm just on the Internet, so I can't give you the page. You're going to have to find it by yourself. Apologies. Let's begin with evening prayer. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against the whole, thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host of men were laid against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though there rose up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord, and to visit his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tabernacle, yea, in the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me, and set me up upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up mine head above mine enemies round about me, Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation, with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me, and hear me. My heart hath talked of thee. Seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. O hide not thou thy face from me, nor cast thy servant away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor, leave me not, neither forsake me, 
O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way, because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine adversaries, for there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as speak wrong. I should utterly have fainted, but that I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. O tarry thou the Lord's leisure, be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart and put thou thy trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth verse of the eleventh chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Again the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, your brethren, your relatives, your countrymen, and all the house of Israel in its entirety are those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, Although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I shall be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they will go there, and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, 
unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee, and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. 
I want to talk about our passages tonight, but I'm going to ask a ask for something from you. As we go into and we end with the, the Gospel of John, I want you to spend this time as we're talking about the Psalms and Ezekiel, but just maybe let's look at Nicodemus in a different light. So Nicodemus is a man who's a, a, a student of Judaism, a teacher, a leader, and he's going to be asked to, to understand something that goes against everything he's learned. And everything he's learned is that the Jews are God's special people, that the temple is forever, and that everything that uh, following the law is the best thing that you could do. And Jesus is going to toss, um, not that you shouldn't follow the law, obviously, but he's going to toss everything that that Nicodemus understood about life on its, on its side, and he's going to have to um, come to terms with that. And the reason I want you to kind of see Nicodemus that way as we go into this is because for us, as we, we made a decision to follow Jesus ourselves, and the world's totally against, you know, trying to pull us away from that. And when we do make the decision, they try to pollute it with worldly things. And so we're asked in our life to make a decision that goes against everything that the world would teach us. So I think we have that kind of in common with Nicodemus. So let's start with Psalm 27. I want to just focus on a few of the, the verses in there. Um, this morning when I was beginning to uh, read Psalm 27 over and over, the first verse, um, the Lord is the light, my light and my salvation, of whom then shall I fear? Um, the Lord is, um, and I'm not going to forget it after I said it all day, the Lord is the light of my life, of whom then should I be afraid? I'll get that right in a second. But the important thing is that now I'm telling you to remember it, and I couldn't even remember it just now. That's horrible. But um, if we kept repeating that all of our lives and all of our time, and we keep that in our head, um, I think we'd be in a um, better place uh, just remembering that over and over and over because it's such an important concept because the, the world wants us to be concerned with everything but that. And that's something that, that we need to always keep in our mind. So um, I found it again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? And just something to remember over and over and over again. So that's one uh, one verse. And then, and then a few verses later, we have David writing, One thing in my life. One thing I require. And that's another thing I think we need to remember too, is there's one thing he wanted, but everything David had, all the riches he wanted to be, live in the presence of God. And so that's something for us to remember too, that it's very, very important to live in God's presence. And finally, in the last, there's there's two two weights, uh, wait on the Lord wait on, and wait for the Lord. And I think that's the hardest thing that I found as a Christian is to wait. I don't like waiting. I want to have the answer now. And uh, God wants me to wait. And so as I wait on him, I find out what God has for me rather than what my plan is for my life. And it, it's, a, it's a blessing we have as we wait. And I think my, my experience is as I get a little bit older, and I don't want to use the word mature, but just older and more experienced, uh, it's easier for me to understand the waiting on God. So we look at Ezekiel, and Ezekiel's told, this is something that Nicodemus learned, but he's told that, um, his family is not the priest whom he was um, studying with when he was in Jerusalem, but it's, it's now the people of, of, that believe in God and the people that are with him. God makes, um, there was a group of people that stayed in Jerusalem and they kept saying that, you know, we're the people, um, God's not going to overthrow us, God's not going to let the temple go. And of course, God did let the temple go. But there's a great promise in the end towards the end of 19 and 20, and it's a new spirit. God will fill us with a new heart, a new spirit. 
And um, so that's a promise. So this is something that's promised that they're looking forward to. The Jews were looking forward to it, but they were looking forward to a Messiah who was going to free them from the Romans, not necessarily a Messiah who was going to free them from the mud and muck of sin and death. But that's what Jesus' plan was, and it was a bigger plan than their plans. And that's one of the points is that that their Jesus has a bigger plan for us than we have for ourselves. So as we move into John, we see this section has, it has three parts. The first part is Nicodemus inquiring of Jesus. Jesus, you're a great teacher and you have all things. What is it that we have to do? And so Jesus in 4 through 8, he has his insight into Nicodemus about, aren't you a great teacher? And, and um, you know, you're asking me these things. And then the last two verses, 9 and 10, is kind of an indictment of Nicodemus. that You're a teacher and you don't get it. And so... Um, and then Nicodemus asks a question. And the reason I brought this question up is it's one that we ask, how can these things be? So Nicodemus knew something was up, but his teaching included uh, what he thought were absolute truths about being a Jew. And so, of course, Jesus, like I said in the beginning, tossed it on its, on its ear and uh, gave him a new answer. And I believe if we look at the Gospel of John, we find that Nicodemus... Um, it did affect his life, and we see that there's tradition that Nicodemus was one of the ones that, uh, with Joseph of Arimathea, that um, buried Jesus, and would I, I guess you'd almost call him a secret agent believer, but I'm not sure that's a, a thing or not. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to tell you about this that I, that I see in this is Jesus didn't really answer by convincing Nicodemus. He answered by the Spirit of God. And so I think sometimes we think of how we convince people to become Christians and we don't. We live by the Spirit and the Spirit of God convinces them. That doesn't mean we speak up for our, don't speak up for our Lord. We do speak up for our Lord. We preach the gospel to all the, all the earth. But um, we don't have to feel responsible for convincing. We allow God to do that. Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation preservation, 
and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's good to have you to pray with this afternoon. I have a great evening. Thank you, Robert, for being my co-leader. I will look forward to seeing you in church tomorrow. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good evening.